Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Hi, I'm Gary Berry and together with my wife Jane, we host Hearing God, a podcast that helps people hear from God. Now, one thing I want to draw your attention to is the show notes that we have that you can get from garyandjane.co. And that gives an outline of everything that's said, but also any verses and also links to other resources that we refer to or other books that we refer to. They're all in the show notes, and we hope that you find them very helpful. They're quite detailed. Jane puts them together. She is a bit of a detailed person. So today we're looking at what to do when we have trouble hearing from God. Now, first, let's share briefly how we've heard from God this week. Jane, can you kick us off? Oh, let me see. I think for me, it's reading in my daily quiet time. I'm reading Exodus at the moment and just being so challenged by the Israelites and how they just, you feel like hitting them over the head. Like they just don't obey God and they don't keep focused on God and they whinge at the slightest little thing and I'm just going, all right, God, how does that apply to me? And is there an area in my life that I'm not obeying you? So I'm sort of unpacking that with God as as we move forward. Right. Well, for me, we were giving prophetic words at the end of the service recently, and we're right at what I thought was the last person we're about to finish up and move out of the hall. But I was out of the corner of my eye. I could see three women were chatting away. And I just had this sense from God that I was to stay back just a little bit longer because I sensed at least one of those women was going to come forward and ask specifically our team for a prophetic word. And do you know what? Within a couple of minutes, they joined right at the end of the line and they specifically asked for me and my partner's team to come and just have a sense of what God had to say for them. So, Gary, our first principle is thank God. Thank God. That's a, that's a good one. Nice and brief, something that we can always remember, thanking God. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So focus off ourselves and focus on God. That's the key one here. So you just gave an example of when we prophesy at the end of church. Our church is quite active in the spiritual gifts and we have a prophetic team and we get into pairs and we're up the front in, so it might be four or five teams and people line up after the service and come forward for a prophetic word. Now, Gary Morgan is a recognised prophet in the world. Big P, capital P prophet. Prophet, yep. And Gary and his wife, Sarah Morgan, and they head up the prophetic team at our church. And he is really encouraged. I'm so thankful for this. He's really encouraged us to always, when we prophesy over other people, to make sure, well, we did anyway, that they recorded it and we name and date stamp it. So we say this is 
Sunday, the whatever, October or November, whatever it is, and then saying this is Gary and Jane Berry prophesying over whatever. And then to always start, we thank you, God, for, say it's Annabelle. We thank you, God, for Annabelle. We thank you, God, for how you have created her. For once we start thanking God for the person, it just flows out the prophetic word. Because I think the beauty of it is that we're recognising the person for who they are and also how God sees them. And we just thank God. And sometimes people come for words that are perhaps feeling discouraged and it just lifts them so much when we speak that words over them. So then as we go on to the second principle, having prompts, have things that can actually help us when it comes to hearing God and I know for me sometimes, and we've mentioned this previously, that sometimes that I'll just ask God briefly prior to giving prophetic words, just particular words, phrases, pictures, items, and I'll list those things, often eight to ten words, and then I use them as a starting point just systematically as I give words to different people. And I find that it helps me so much to really hear from God and see how that word applies to the person as I start to flesh it out. So, Gary, how do you get those words in the first place? Well, once again, the first thought principle. I just say, God, I've got this prophetic time tonight. You know the people. You know the order of people that come to me. Can you please give me some pictures, some thoughts, some words, whatever, and I just list those words down. Whatever it is that comes to me, I never evaluate the word. I just write them down. Now, certainly if it's a discouraging word, I will then do the opposite word. But generally it's like on your notebook, you'll have one, say, orange, two, elephant, three, banana, four, goanna, goanna, five, sort of stuff. And so when the first person comes, that was the word orange, you go, all right, how does orange? I don't scan the list and then get God to highlight one. I've already said to God, I'm just going to systematically work through the list. And I'm blown away. I shouldn't be blown away, but I'm blown away (laughs) often. The way in which that starting point just speaks life into the person. God knows who it's going to be. Because don't forget, He's supernatural. He knows what's happened, what's happening now, and what's going to happen in the future. It's amazing. So can I test you with a word now? Oh, mate. I thought you did <laughs> a few ago when you said orange. <laughs> I did. In episode eight or nine, we'll put a link to that. But what about the word Brisbane? Brisbane. So I have a sense that God is actually leading you to a place that maybe a little bit away, like Brisbane's a couple of days away from here. Now, it may not necessarily be Brisbane, but I sense that there's going to be a season in your life that God is going to lead you to a place that is not where you live, that's going to be away. It could be a couple of days. It could be quite a distance from where you are. But just to be open, it could be for a short time. It could be for a long time. But to be open, there may be a move coming for you. Mm. Wow. Now, I'm not suggesting that for us, Jane, 
But you never know, that could be my word for someone that's listening today that you've been asking, hey, God, I just have a sense that you, I feel an unease and in this next season, where do you want me to go? Well, it could be someone out there that's listening that God is leading you to go specifically to Brisbane, even though I'm very careful not to be too specific. But it's more about a move coming. A move Not the particular place, but a move. Yeah. Oh, look, I am a little bit naughty sometimes and, and a little bit specific, but that's more when I've got a very close relationship with someone and they're wanting real clarity. So if you're a listener here today and you really sense, wow, that's a word for me that I need to be prepared to make a move. We're not saying Brisbane, we're saying a move anywhere. We would love to know. So send us an email, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram under Hearing God or our website on garyandjane.co. We would love to know. For me, when I'm prophesying over someone and my mind goes blank, I've got to be careful not to read the person's face, not to look at their facial expressions or be looking at them, sort of studying them, going, oh, what do they look like or or this or that. For me, if something stands out about a person, so if someone comes forward at the end of the service, I'm very careful not to make any judgments about what they're wearing, what they look like, anything like that. But if something leaps out at me, like they might have on a bright pink pair of shoes and it really catches my attention, I will use that as the visible starting point to launch off from. Right. Now, back when I first got to know you, Jane, I remember you wore red shoes. They were your special oh, shoes. Yeah, <laughs> red like patent leather shoes. <laughs> they were gorgeous. But yes. I um, don't fit into them anymore. Right, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I do go a little bit blank, but then the person's name stands out to me. And there was only someone recently that said, hey, Gary, you spoke to me. You said Casey Jones. Now, this person's name is Casey. Now, probably not many people out there. Casey Jones. Was a TV program when I was a little kid, so that's a long time ago. But he was an engineer. He was the driver of a train. And so I used that as a starting point to speak. Well, I sense that God wanted to speak to this person about Casey Jones and that there was momentum and carrying a group of people taking a group of people on a journey. I love our names. Our names are not by accident. Our names are important. The meaning of our names is really important. And I know when, now I'm not saying every time I hear the name David, but often God seems to highlight when someone's name is David, and especially in relation to when David was overcoming Goliath and that he used the slingshot and the pebbles to overcome Goliath. And really what that's saying is that there's gifts and abilities from your past that God's going to give you to use in the next season, perhaps to overcome a a Goliath, an obstacle, or help you to strategize moving forward. You have the gifts and abilities that you need for this next season. I don't just do it randomly, but it's more when God highlights the person's name to me. So it really comes back to that first thought principle. Uh Oh, here we go again. (laughs) Grabbing First thought principle. (laughs) Grabbing that first thought through your mind. If you're in a healthy place with God and 
earlier on in episode four of no episode five where we unpacked the purpose of prophecy and how it's to encourage comfort strengthen and I shared about the time I had the words Romanian orphanage for this lady and I didn't want to tell her because I thought it was very directional and then I looked at started going well what if that's me not from God and when I start to go, what if that's me, I know that I've taken my eyes off God. This was a lady that came and unbeknown to me, her and her husband have been struggling to have kids, gone through IVF, no success. And the night before had said, had really felt God saying to adopt kids from Romania. And they said, God, can you please confirm that? <laughs> And the next day, the very next day, there was a conference at our church and these were leaders and they came to the leaders' prophetic time. And as soon as this lady came in the room, I got the words Romanian orphanage and I was going, oh, God, what if that's me? And I'd taken my eyes off God. And then my partner had said, you go first, Jane. And I just I fluffed around and went, oh well something to do with kids uh, in eastern europe and i should have just come straight out and said i was trying to hedge my bets should have come straight out and said romanian orphanage because that was god confirming to her and instead i started oh what if i look silly or what if this is wrong or whatever so how would you can you just say to us how how would you say that hey, does a Romanian orphanage mean anything to you? They might go, no, and that's right. Oh, that's fine. I just had a sense there was something to do with kids and words Romanian orphanage. But if it's not, don't worry and ask God for something else. So how about if they said, look, Romanian orphanage doesn't stand out, but actually I foster kids. What would you say then? I'd say, well, God's, God's obviously on that. There's something about adoption, something about fostering, something about caring for kids that you are not their birth mother. And God's really on that. And just keep exploring that with God. That's brilliant. So you're not actually being directional. You're actually being more invitational. Yeah. Would that be fair yeah. to say? Yeah. So when... I'm giving prophetic words, there's identity words and there's destiny words. So I look for, first off, identity words, how they're known in heaven. How does God see this person? If this person was a tree, which tree would they be and what sort of fruit? What are the strengths? How does God see them dressed? How does God want to show love to them right now? How does God want to show that he sees them and he values them, that they have a place at the table, that they have a place, that they have a voice? Identity, in my mind, always precedes destiny. I often see the destiny and have to sort of pull back and go identity. But destiny words about, so for me, I... Try and think about a blank jigsaw puzzle or a blank canvas and what's the next piece of the puzzle this person needs to know. So last year, beginning of last year, a couple came forward for a prophetic word and I had no idea who they were. I don't think I'd ever seen them before. 
And when they came forward, I just had a sense, wow, there's something about being a missionary in the Middle East and about teaching the Bible, teaching God's word to people in the Middle East. And I, I really felt it was going to be Saudi Arabia. And so I just shared that. And they were just, wow, how did you know? We're actually going there in a couple of months and going to do that very thing. And it was like, wow, what a confirmation for them that here's someone who has never seen them before in their life and God used me to just really confirm, hey, you're on the right track. And sometimes people need that just for that moment, just to kick them along, not kick them along, but just to encourage them to the next stage. That's great, Jane. Our first principle is thanking God for them. Second principle, having prompts. Our third principle is in the preparation. So all that psychological stuff about not being tired or hungry, you know, like little kids, they lose their temper when they're tired or hungry. If we have had an early night, we are in a great place with God. We're reading the Bible. I know that when I give prophetic words to people, the scripture that I've been reading during the week in my own quiet times, own, own times with God, usually comes back to me and I usually use that in the prophetic word. It's nurturing our intimacy with God. Great. So then our next one, which is pretty similar to that, is our fourth principle, hold your peace. Jane, can you flesh that one out a little bit for us? All right. It's our emotional state can impact our ability to hear from God. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Well, that's brilliant, Jane. We can really just grab hold of that peace and let it just permeate all of us. We may not understand how it works, but it can so impact us in a positive way. So we may be in a chaotic environment and in the midst of chaos, but we're responsible for holding the peace with inside of us and not letting chaos reign in our interior, internal world. That's a good one. I even know when I've been at the Mind Body Spirit Festival in the city, which has got all sorts of things whirling around in it, that I actually hold on to my peace amidst that and hear God so clearly and release it to people. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Take captive every thought, deliberately choosing to throw away any unhelpful thought. So if we go, oh, no, my mind's blank. Oh, I can't hear anything. That's unhelpful. Throw that away. Instead go, God, I just thank you for this person. I thank you for. And so we're choosing. We get to choose our thoughts. Other people don't choose our thoughts for us. We get to choose it. We get It's like holding on to our peace. Now, as a last resort, if your mind is blank, you can't think of anything for someone else when they're wanting a prophetic word, just be honest and tell them. Look, 
honestly, and this has happened to me once before, nothing has come to me. Look, can I grab your details and your phone number or email or something and I'll get back to you with something. I'll ask God and pray and get back to you. So at the end of each time, we have a prophetic activation. Today, I'd love it if you'd turn your heart and thoughts to God and ask him, if I was a tree, what sort of tree would I be and why? And flesh it out with him. Do you like that pun there? Flesh it out with him. (laughs) What fruit would I be producing? What fruit am I producing? Where am I planted? How big? What purpose? Who would I be sheltering with my branches and leaves? Now, both of us have asked God what he would love us to say to a listener. Gary, do you want to go first? Yeah, look, I, I sense that you're on a bus or about to get on a bus and there's a bunch of people in that bus that are travelling, that are moving forward in the same direction as you, and which is really exciting. Now, some of those people, it's almost like you're a team. Some of those people are going to be with you long term. Some of those people are going to be just with you for a season. But to enjoy the relationships, enjoy the teamwork, Enjoy the gifts and abilities and the capacities that those people who are on that team with you bring and draw the best out of them. I sense that you and your leadership gifting are someone that is able to draw the best. I love that acronym and I just have that sense for you today. Together, everyone achieves more. So hold on to that even when there's those unusual people on the team. Recognize, hey, ask God the specific gifts and abilities that you may not even know yet, the particular part they have to play in the team and release them and empower them to do their part. So that bus may not be a physical bus as such. Yeah. Uh, it's more a metaphorical sort of, yep. Yes. So for me, I just really sense that someone has some pain in their body, either in their neck or their foot. And I just now declare that that pain be gone in Jesus' name. Pain, go. Peace, come. And Holy Spirit, would you come into our listeners' life now, into their body? Would you bring your peace? Just flood them with your peace, Lord, and your kindness and your goodness. Inflammation and pain be gone. Love, peace, joy, in Jesus' name. Amen. Gary, would you love to pray? Father, we want to thank you for today. Thank you for our people that are listening to us, for everyone, no matter where they are, overseas, Europe, America, Tasmania. Father, we just really pray that you will bless them no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing, that when they're releasing words, when they're encouraging people, that they will hear you. And they will have a word in season for those people that they're releasing the words to. Father, thank you for all those words of encouragement that is going out as we speak now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening today. We would love it if you would rate and review and share this podcast. Thank you.